If you're someone who feels like you need to think about your business all the time, even when you're not necessarily working in your business, then today's episode is a must listen. We talk about the underlying mindset that makes it feel like you need to be showing up constantly to see the results you're after and how to shift this so you can experience more success with more ease. Together, we let you in on what we wished more people would talk about when it comes to building a business and the exact mindset shift that's going to help you to create the profit and fulfillment you're after. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Joyce Weber, the mindset coach and business mentor that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily and the results you see because of it. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. My guest today is Michelle Vroom. Michelle has made half a million dollars from her Facebook group and counting. When she says she knows how to grow an audience that makes you six figures, she means it. Growing her own group was a total game changer for her business. It gave her the freedom and security she had been searching for when she left her nine to five nearly five years ago. With a 15-year background in marketing and public relations, Michelle has the skills and knowledge to help other talented rock stars get to six figures in their business. That starts with her proven framework for growing an engaged Facebook group that makes you a six-figure business owner. Michelle's no-nonsense, tough-love approach helps her clients get results fast. Michelle, welcome to One Simple Chef. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Amanda. I'm excited. I am so excited to dive into this conversation because I know that today's topic is definitely one that so many online business owners struggle with. And I am just so excited to really dive into that and talk about the mindset shift that I know is going to make such a massive difference when it comes to sales. So can you tell me a little bit about you, what you do, why you do it, kind of how you got into entrepreneurship? Absolutely. So I have been in business for about five years now. I am a marketing coach, which means I help other female service-based entrepreneurs grow their business by creating online communities that bring them consistent clients. I've helped many clients get to six figures, which I think is really, really exciting. But more important than that, have more freedom in their business. Um, As women, especially as moms, I'm a mom myself. I've got three young boys, um, ages five and under, you need freedom in your business now. Like you can't wait till you reach a certain income level or wait till you, you know, have a certain amount of clients. So that's why I'm so passionate about what I do. Um, I started my business with my oldest who was six months old at the time. He, you know, when he was born, it changed my world. I no longer wanted to like commute back and forth at my corporate job. The job was great, but I wanted something different. And I'd always had the entrepreneurial kind of bug, if you will. So it just gave me an excuse to to start out on my own. And it was scary, right? I mean, six-month-old, like... Totally. Diapers don't pay for themselves. So, <laughs> you know, being the breadwinner at the time, it also involved a big financial sacrifice for my family when I made that leap of faith. But 
ultimately, I'm so glad I did. It doesn't mean I don't have hard days. It doesn't mean that there, you know, aren't mindset things that come up every day, but it has just brought my family opportunities that I don't think we would have ever had if I had not started my own business. That's amazing. I love that so much. So can you tell me, is there one mindset shift that really stands out for you that has changed everything for either you or your clients? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, there's a lot, right? So picking <laughs> totally. one is hard and I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll probably touch on others, but this is something that I've talked about a lot recently with clients, but also in my community. The difference between showing up consistently and showing up constantly one of the biggest shifts I had was in recognizing that to market effectively and grow a thriving business, I don't have to be attached to my computer 24-7. I don't have to be showing up constantly, like looking for clients and chasing clients. And I think that a lot of us, you know, especially those of us who come from corporate, but I think other environments too, it's like working, you know, long hours was a badge of honor, right? Mm-hmm. The hustle was a badge of honor, And so really understanding the difference between consistency and constantly is important. If you even look them up online, right, and look at the definition online, constantly the word always is in there. Yep. Meaning you're always online. You're oh, And I was, you know, for the first year and a half of my business until I, you know, hired a coach and got support, I felt like I I always had to be online. I was so afraid to take my foot off the gas Mm. just in case something happened right? Or I, or, or I miss out on a potential client. Like, I think there's a lot of scarcity mindset in that, totally. right? Yep. But being able to look at what does consistency actually mean and how can you apply it to your business and, and specifically to your marketing? So consistency is showing up regularly, whatever that looks like for you. That could be one day a week. That could be two days a week, right? Being able to start small and commit to a frequency that works for you and that aligns with the season of life you're in, I think that's so important. I think a lot of people feel that pressure to keep showing up, showing up, showing up, and then they compare themselves to other people, right? And they look at what other people are doing. Oh, she did such an amazing reel or, you know, her stories are so great. Like, I wish I had thought of that. And it's like, we keep ourselves in this cycle of just constantly looking for how we can be better and better and better. I'm not saying you shouldn't try to get better. Like we're always, there's always room for growth. Yes. But when does it become you torturing yourself, right? Right. Totally. I mean, I think that's such an interesting mindset shift because I think you're right. I think, you know, you spoke to it early on in business, but I think this is one of those things that can pop up even later in business as well. As, a, as someone who's going after seven figures right now, it a thousand percent is popping up. Right. <laughs> totally. Because, well, when you bring in a team, right? Like I'm growing mm-hmm. a team right now in my business and, and I'm delegating things to them. They're taking over systems. And because there's a little bit of like that loss of control, which where are my control freaks? Because I am definitely like a recovering control freak. <laughs> yes. um, like type A, oldest child control freak. That describes me in a nutshell. When, <laughs> when I feel like I'm losing control, I then go back into the constantly cycle, right? Where it's mm-hmm. like, I'm constantly, even just constantly thinking about your business. How, how often are we constantly thinking about our business? We're not even fully present with our family. And I think that like what you just mentioned there is such a big thing. And it's actually like so much more of a drain than we, than we realize because when you're constantly thinking about your business, it makes it feel like you're working all the time when in actuality, 
everything's getting split attention at that point, right? So you're not actually working in your business. You're not actually doing productive work. Yes, you might have an idea here or there, but there's a difference between something popping up when you have that white space and feeling like you have to constantly be thinking, worrying, micromanaging, all of it, right? Yeah. You know what I think's going on? You And you just said the word that I was going to say, worry. We are, we are actually not, not achieving anything. We're trying to prevent worst case scenario from happening, which I have learned. And this is a lesson I think I'll always have to learn. Like no matter how many times I've learned it, I still have to keep learning it, right? But you cannot grow a business trying to prevent worst case scenario. Because at that point, you're not in the game. Not really. You're just playing not to lose, right? You're not playing to win. And so when we're showing up constantly, I think we're trying to avoid missing out on clients. We're trying to avoid, you know, even if it's just like scrolling, like making sure that we're seeing what other people are doing. Cause what if we miss out on something? What if somebody says something about us or they disagree with us? We're trying to prevent what we think is worst case scenario. And I think we're trying to prevent ourselves, or maybe we're trying, maybe a better way to say it is we're trying to prevent ourselves from validating the belief that we already have in some form, which is I'm not good enough. Mm. I know we're going several layers deep here, but I think that's what's really going on. I mean, I think it's super valuable to go several layers deep because (laughs) I think it's hardly ever the thing on the surface, right? So the thing on the surface would be the scrolling, right? Or the comparing or like, and that's a surface level thing. But when we go deeper on that, what is the underlying belief there? What is the belief? And I think you hit the nail on the head there where it's like, I'm like, I don't have it. I'm not worthy. I can't create it on my own. I can't trust my intuition. I can't, you know, there's so much there that pops up and it really prevents us from following what feels good and feels true to us, which I think is honestly where I see people get the biggest results is when they start trusting that more and stop looking at what everyone else is doing. And I think that goes back to what you were saying earlier about that consistently versus constantly, like consistently, can you trust how often you have to give right now in this season is enough rather than feeling like it's constant, like it has to be constant or you're going to miss out on all of that worry that isn't actually saving you from that much. A hundred percent. I I mean, at the end of the day, we we can only do so much. And I think that this fear around, you know, not getting clients or not making enough money, like I actually don't think it's really about the clients or money. I don't think we're afraid to not make enough money. I think we're afraid of what it means about us and what we're making mm, it mean about us. I right? think that's so true. And that's that's what keeps us fueled in the cycle. So I think that's really important shift and powerful shift that I've seen in my business and that I've seen in my clients. Like I think people, it gives people permission to show up with a little less pressure, right? And with a little less burden, I hope. I think it, I think it helps people just have more fun in their business because that's, I mean, that's the point, right? Totally. Um, I also think to your point, it goes back to that lack of trust, which sort of leads me to the other mindset shift that I was like having a hard time deciding between, which was I'm going to work it till it works. That Mm -hmm. was also a really big shift for me. And what gave me permission, I think, to show up the way that I wanted to and to trust myself more in my business, like I'm going to figure it out. I always figure it out, right? It doesn't mean it goes perfectly, but I always figure it out. And so again, like not holding yourself to a standard that everybody else thinks you should, you know, or, or not trying to do what everybody else is doing. Like, I think it's all connected and that's why I was having such a hard time picking. So I'm like, all right, I'll just 
talk about the other one too because it's all connected. But <laughs> trust, yeah, trust. I mean, trust is a hard thing. It's a hard thing because most of us are starting with very little trust in ourselves. Mm. So it's not even like things happen and it erodes trust. I think we have to build that trust back up. And that can be really challenging to do. It's so interesting that you say that. I definitely think that's true. That's something that I've noticed in my own business was like trust was something I had to cultivate over time. It was not something like it was not a light switch that I just flipped one day. It was something that I showed myself I had by showing up again and again and again and again. And over time, when you see you really can trust yourself to do that, to follow through, to do what you say you're going to do. That was like an absolute game changer for me. But the other thing that came up for me as you were talking that I see happen all the time with clients is once things start to feel easy, it becomes even more difficult to trust. And it's a super interesting thing I've noticed because it's almost like we don't want to let it be that simple. We don't think it's worth as much if it actually feels easy. So we can build up that trust and it'll get us to a certain point. But as soon as it starts to feel stable, easy, simple, it's almost like we look for things to be wrong because we feel like we just cannot trust that. So I'm curious to hear if you've seen that as well, or if you have any personal experience with that. Oh yeah. I'm the queen of like wanting to go in and mess things up, you know, get my hands <laughs> dirty because I got to just, <laughs> just mess it up. It's like, um, I, this is, this is really, really random, but I'm, I'm going to share it anyway. Um, I don't know if you've seen the movie Tommy boy, like I'm throwing it way back guys, but that was one of my favorite movies. Um, those of you who've, who've seen Tommy boy will know immediately the scene that I'm referencing, but I'll try to kind of like that the context for those of you who haven't, um, that he's a sales per- person, right? So he's going company to company to try to sell, to save, you know, his dad's company, right? Because his dad passed away, you know, at the beginning of the movie. And so like all of the sales are on Tommy. <laughs> and so he was talking about this, the challenge that he has with sales is like when, when it starts to get easy and someone says yes, <laughs> He goes in there and he has to like make it more complicated. It's like he he has a there there's a, a image in the movie of him like with a dinner roll and just like ripping the roll to shreds because it's like he's holds on so tight, right? And he's got to make it so much harder than it has to be. And I think that's so many of us in business. Like we feel like it can't be easy. And I I listen, it's not easy. It's not easy to go out and pursue your dream. We've all had people who I'm sure in our lives were like, what the heck are you doing when you started your business, right? Mm -hmm. It's definitely not easy, you know, running something that is so personal to you. However, when there are moments that like what you're doing is working, like I call it the tipping point. And there was a moment last year for me um, where I had reached the tipping point where like things were working really, really well. And you're right. You do start to think, huh, shouldn't it be harder? Like, Shouldn't I be working harder for this? I think that as as women especially, but just in our society, like hard work is so praised that if something is easy, then that means you aren't as valuable, right? Like we always want to be valuable. It's like using a, a client, you know, um, comparison here. You know, my my clients, when they, I love providing value for my one-on-one clients. I love that they can vox me when they have questions in between coaching calls I've caught myself in the past being like, wow, my clients are really quiet on Voxer. Like what's going on? Like something must be wrong. No, nothing's wrong there. It's working. Like what they're doing is working, right? Like I'm providing the coaching that they needed to go out and take the action. And because we want to be valuable, because we started our businesses to like make an impact, I think for many of us and and myself included, we don't feel valuable if 
we're not like constantly working hard. Does that make sense? I know that was a little bit of a longer kind of like way to get there with a Tommy Boy reference, but (laughs) I think it's important because we don't want to let it be easy because then that might mean that we're not as valuable, that our worth is somehow diminished. And that couldn't be farther from the truth, but like how many of us still do it, you know? Oh my gosh. It's just so true because I like, I see this pop up at at, like almost every level because it's just, I think it's such a cultural thing. And I think that's really what it goes back to is like, we feel like we need to be working for it to be worthy. And when we're not working constantly, like you were talking about earlier, it feels like, oh my goodness, something must be wrong. Something must be broken. Something like our brains will go on that hamster wheel of like, what can I fix? And honestly, nine times out of 10, there's nothing to fix in those situations. Like I've totally had that moment you were talking about with Boxer. My clients respond Mm -hmm. to me in base camp where it's almost like, okay, what's next? Something else must be wrong, right? Like someone must need something, right? And it's like, no, it's, it's, it's fine, right? Like (laughs) they know to reach out if they need support. Like I trust that what they're doing is working. Like I know that there's literally nothing wrong in those instances, but it's just such a, a like gut reaction and such an impulse to think that like when things are quiet or when things are like, everything's okay, it's, it just can't be trusted. So I think this is just such an interesting mindset shift there that really does tie back to what we were talking about, about feeling like you don't have to be showing up constantly because I find like the more you dial back on the constantly and focus on the consistency, the more you get life in between, the more you get to live life, right? And the the better you feel overall. And honestly, I think that's one of those things that helps fuel our business because if we're just constantly pouring into our business, it just, it drains us, right? But when we feel like we have the life side of it as well, when we feel like the business is allowing us to live the life that we desire, which for most of us was the whole freaking point in the first place. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It just, it feels so much better overall. And I really believe that that's when you get better results as well. When you feel better, you get better results, of course. I mean, I didn't realize until I started my business just how much mindset and my thoughts and my feelings would play a role in the, you know, actions that I take and the results that I get. And anytime I felt really good about business, I've always gotten better results. And here's the tricky thing though. You can't like wait to feel good until something happens, right? You can't wait until that client signs on to feel good. You can't wait until you, you know, hit a certain month or have a certain amount in your bank account to feel good. You have to start doing that now. Like you have to start acting like that person now. And I think that's a tricky thing for a lot of people, right? Like I used to just take my thoughts and feelings and emotions as fact. Um, I never really realized that I could decide and choose to think a certain way and to feel a certain way right this second. And so it's something that I still find challenging at different points in business, but I think it's really important to recognize that like that feeling of, of joy and peace and whatever it is that you want in your business, that has to be created now in order for you to get the result you desire. You can't wait for the result to come and then say, okay, now, now I can feel good. Now I can feel happy. Now I deserve to feel happy. No, you deserve to feel happy now. But you have to create that for yourself and you have to choose that. No one's going to do it for you. And I think that's why so many of us get caught in the cycle of like working extra hours. It's like we don't really want to, but we're not sure what else we should do. If things feel easy or they're quiet, like something must be wrong. So we try to create new 
problems for ourselves when in reality we should probably be like going for a run, hanging with the kids, reading a book, like doing something else, you know, and it's just really hard. And it's also hard because, you know, the women that I work with, and I'm sure the women that you work with and, and the people that are, are listening, you know, we, we feel very passionately about what we do. We love it, which means we probably have a little bit of workaholic tendencies, right? And so um, I think just getting really clear about what downtime in your business looks like for you and having mm. a plan can be really important because then if you don't have a plan and you're just kind of sitting around like, okay, I've got some free time, you're probably just going to go work or find something else to do in <laughs> your business back- because you love it so much, right? <laughs> Which goes back to the working constantly thing, right? right so like this right. is all connected yeah, and it's, all it's connected. just so important to talk about. I think the other thing that I see when it comes to feeling good first, like you were saying there, is I think what can happen is we can hear that from someone like you and I, and we can be like, okay, this, I'm going to like artificially create me feeling good, right? So like, I'm going to try to like do the things that I think might make me feel good. And then the business will take off, but we're still doing it from the intent of like the business is coming first, right? And it's almost like you have to like lose that first. You have to be like, no, actually the whole freaking point (laughs) is for me to live life and enjoy life. And that is the most important thing. And then almost surrendering. And this is like, like you said, the control freaks out there also oldest sibling (laughs) control freak. But I think like, that's like one of the hardest things to do is really just surrendering that once we feel good, that's actually the thing that's going to create bigger results. But you can't, you can't reverse engineer it. You can't be like, okay, well, I guess I'll do my homework where Amanda said to feel good and then I'll see, but like, where are my results? You know, it just, it doesn't quite work that way. I think surrender is one of the best words that you could have used here. Like, I love that word. That's such an amazing word because it is surrendering yourself to like what will happen. I mean, ultimately we can't control everything. I mean, I'm a big believer in God. Like I'm a very, you know, spiritual person. And for me, I have to continually like surrender even my business to God, because I believe he's in control ultimately. Like, yes, there are things that I can do, steps that I can take, but I believe he has a hand on my business and it's comforting. It brings me a lot of joy and hope. I hope it brings others hope too, um, no matter what your your beliefs are. But at the same time, it's so hard to surrender. Like I keep, like, I'm like a child that keeps wanting to take it back. Like, no, give it back to me. Right. Like, give yes. it back to me. I don't know that I trust you, God. Like, I don't know that you, I trust that you're going to do a good job, which is laughable. Right. Because like he's can, you know, directed my entire life and, and, you know, there have been a lot of good things that have come out of that. But when we feel like it's all up to us, like every single thing we do in business, every single, like, like we have to be in control of everything. It makes it very difficult to surrender. And if you can truly just honestly look at yourself and say, have I done this? Like, have I taken the steps that I need to take? Have I chosen the thoughts that are going to support me taking those actions? If I have, then I need to surrender the rest and let it work and give it time and space to work, right? Like as a marketer, one of the things that my clients probably, probably annoys them when I say it, but I'm (laughs) a tough love coach, right? Like I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you what you need to hear. 
And I'll be like, guys, you're not, you're not giving it enough time to work. Like you're already in there messing around, like trying to, like, can you, can you give it enough time to work? Can you give the strategy enough time? And when I say enough time, I don't mean a week. I don't mean a month. I mean like 90 days before we even make changes. Right. And so that's 90 days of like taking the action and surrendering and waiting till you have enough data to evaluate until you can see how people respond. So at a tactical level, I think surrender is important at a, you know, holistic kind of vision level. I think it's important too. I think you need to know where you're going, but I think you also have to surrender to what might happen. I mean, I had a client yesterday tell me that she's, she's promoting two one-on-one client, um, one-on-one coaching spots this month. Mm -hmm. And she, she just assumed she'd fill them with people who were like new people in her audience. She just filled a spot with a client who decided to renew after all, who had originally said she wasn't going to renew. Like that's an example of this, this happened. And she's like, I can't even believe it. I said, well, those spots are going to get filled. You just are not exactly sure how, right? Like we can plan out our strategy. We can, we can, you know, say, this is the direction I want to go in. This is how I'm going to achieve this goal. But at the end of the day, we also have to surrender to how the goal might be achieved because what we expect to happen may not happen. Something better could happen, right? And I just, I love that word. I think it is such a powerful word. And I really think that business owners, especially female business owners, need way more peace and joy in their business. Like, I just keep going back to that word peace because most of us have the opposite of peace. We're in our own heads, just constantly like in that overthinking cycle, in that constantly thinking about your business, constantly trying to protect yourself from whatever the worst case scenario might be. When you have peace, you accept that there will be things that will happen out of your control, but you also prepare for good things to happen. And I am not that kind of a person. I've struggled with, with negativity in my life. You know, I grew up in a very negative home environment. I'm not going to blame my family for that, but I do think that that was a big, you know, a big powerful piece of it. I'm the oldest child, so there was a lot of pressure and expectations that were put on me. And so I've always been the person who's kind of prepared for the worst. And I've really been challenging myself to surrender, to know that, like, I can't control the worst, even if it's going to happen. You really, truly can't. We have very little control, right? <laughs> totally. But what if you? What if we choose to to think of the best? What if we choose to focus on what could happen that's good? And that, I think, is really hard for us, especially in the last, you know, year and a half and what we've all been through, you know, in the world. I, I get that that's challenging. I get that that's not easy, but I do think we have to choose that. I'm like nodding so vigorously over here because I disagree with everything that you're saying. I remember a time early on in my business when I felt like I was showing up on social media constantly, and yet I had very little to show for it. I was hearing absolute crickets and I just couldn't understand why. It was one of the most frustrating times in my business and I can tell you getting to the root of the mindset challenges that were standing in my way from marketing and selling what I had to offer was an absolute game changer for me. That's why I absolutely love helping you shift this on my free sincere sales coaching call. If you're someone who feels like there is something under the surface there that's holding you back from really seeing the results you want when it comes to sales, then I would absolutely love to help you uncover that so that you can really understand what's going on, how your mindset is holding you back, and we can shift that so you can start seeing more results with more ease. I only do a few of my free sincere sales coaching calls each week, and I would love for you to join me. Grab your spot at amandajoyceweber.com slash sincere sales. 
I go back to that word peace and it's super interesting because I think I've gotten to a point in my business where I do know what that peace feels mm-hmm. like and it took yep. me a while to cultivate. But I remember I have one example in particular. It was like right before I was about to take off for Christmas break. And I was like, I think I had a bunch of like leads out and I just felt like no one, I was like, no one is getting back to me. And it was that like frustrating period of waiting. I felt like there was a program that I had wanted to like get done before Christmas. And I was like down to the wire and I was like, I am just causing myself so much stress and Mm. so much like, like I'm basically making myself miserable here for no good reason. Right. So I made a decision like in that moment when I felt how that felt in my body, where it was just so tense and so pressure filled. And I was like, you know what? It's not worth it. Going to move the program. That'll happen in the new year. F it. It's fine. And I'm just going to release all of this like waiting energy. It's like whatever is meant to happen will happen. And I have, I have zero control over this anyway. So, so I'm just going to release it. So I got up, I went for a run. I like, I'm a runner. I went for like a four mile run. I was like, I just need to get out and like move my body, move through Mm, this energy. Love running. Yeah. I signed three clients in, I think it was like 72 hours after that. Like so two, funny. were they two people that yeses. hadn't been getting back to you or were they yep. new people? It was like um, a mixture. I, I'm like trying yeah. to remember exactly, but I think it was like a mixture. It was like one resign, one new client and yeah. like some other like wild card, I think. Um, <laughs> but I think it was just so interesting because two of them were waiting for me in my inbox when I got back. And then the third one signed like, I think like two or three days later. And it was just wild because I was like, this is just such amazing evidence for me that like this peaceful energy is where it's at. Like me focusing on my energy is the most important thing because when everything feels that pressured, when everything feels that tense, like, I mean, I feel like shit first of all, (laughs) but also like, (laughs) you know, I really believe that like that energy makes a difference. I believe in that like energetic exchange, however woo woo and out there that sounds like I really believe that when we release that and surrender, it allows it to flow to us with that much more ease. And that was really what I saw in that instance. And I mean, I have other instances too, but never quite like the three and 72 hours that I experienced in that way. that, That stands out for sure. (laughs) But it's just remarkable because you're right. Like when it really comes down to it, like I believe that we need to take action so that God, the universe can meet us halfway. Yeah. This is not an excuse to not take action, right? Like exactly. I totally am with you on that. Yeah. But I think there's a point where you've, you know, you know, when you've hit that point, you know, when you've done what you need to do, you know, when you've taken the action, especially if you've been in business a while. And I think that that is when we we have to release it and we we almost have to give it to God. We have to give it to the universe and be like, you know what? This is like, this is no, this was never my control, no matter what I thought. <laughs> but it really also- wasn't. And if we've learned anything in 2020 and 2021, I think it's that very, we're, we're really not in control, right? So it's surrendering control. I mean, that's kind of like the phrase that I keep going back to during this conversation. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. What I have seen with my clients is that it's it's really not about them not taking action. Like, yes, some of them do need to be kind of given that kick in the pants to take action. It's not even that they don't necessarily know what actions to take. I think some of them do have a very general idea. It's that they need to get out of their own head. They need to release the control of what might happen when they take that action. So I feel like we're so focused on like finding the right actions and picking the perfect strategy, but but neglecting the frame of mind and the energy that we have to be in. Do you? I mean, have you found that to be the case? Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. like 
I I come to it from the perspective of like the actions are the easy part in my mind. It's all mm, of the, the thoughts surrounding yeah. the actions that make it that yeah. much harder to take. So when like from the perspective of what you were saying, I think like it's so much more comfortable and it's so much easier for us to be on that hamster wheel of strategy, going to the next thing, feeling like we should try something else, feeling like, you know, if it wasn't stories, it should, maybe it's LinkedIn or maybe it's Pinterest or maybe it's something else. Right. So I see people hopping from thing to thing without giving it enough time to actually work, which goes back to the like work it till it works thing that you were talking about earlier there, but like be really freaking honest with yourself. Have you stuck with something consistently for 90 days to see it working? And I think when, you know, most people are honest with themselves on that, they're like, well, no, I pitched it for a week, felt like it wasn't working and I pulled back. Move to something else. Yeah. We get that like hit of dopamine or is it, what is it? Serotonin, no, serotonin sleep, dopamine. (laughs) It's that hit of dopamine, right? When you move to something new, it's like a rush. You're like, you feel like you're productive. You feel like you're good. Like everything's, you know, you're, you're making progress. It's a false sense of productivity. Now don't get me wrong. Cause there's always people who are like, Michelle, don't you have to make changes sometimes? Yes, you do. That's where mm-hmm. I come in. Like I can help my clients make intentional changes and tweaks. It's usually not even big changes. It's tweaks. A mm-hmm. lot of people make big changes and they throw out the stuff that was working along with the stuff that wasn't, right? So being able to have a coach, having somebody who can guide you and say, listen, like this is where you need to make tweaks, right? And, and coach you through that, I think is really, really powerful. But I very rarely come across people who have just everything, like their entire strategy is crap. Like I very rarely come across those people. Usually there are really good components and then components that aren't working as well, but they take the ones that aren't working as well and they make it mean that everything sucks and they go off and find a brand new strategy, right? I mean, that's what we do. That's what we do. And I think to your point, like that is the easy part is taking that action is going to, you know, find new stuff and, and new things to do, like new ideas. That is the easy part. The hardest part is sticking with something until it works, is sticking with something and giving it time to work. That is really, really freaking hard. Which I think goes back to patience. Like I think patience is one of the biggest things that I've cultivated in my business because I did not have any. Like I don't really have any on like a day-to-day, like just my husband and kids. There's no patience. (laughs) But I think like that that is one of those things because I think you're right. Overall, we make it mean like everything's not working. Everything's wrong here because we're so close to our business. It feels like this intense personal weighted thing. And when it, when we're not seeing the results, it's really hard to stick with the strategy. And there are endless people out there that will sell you a new strategy. Like you will always find someone else who has a different strategy. I can help you make a million dollars in seven hours. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) Okay. I'm exaggerating, but still we've seen (laughs) yes we have we all know it right yeah but I think like that's the the thing because I mean I think it's just human nature we want like the easy button right we want the instant gratification right I mean we live in a world we live in a society where I mean that's all we see on social we see everybody's highlights real and we don't see what what went into them getting those results I'm all for sharing your success like I have been very bold about the fact that like I made, you know, 320K last year. I've doubled my revenue in the last four years every single year. Like I have no problem shouting that success from the rooftops because I know it inspires the right people. But I think when we focus just on those results and those th- those success, like the, those moments of success, I think people believe like, oh, it was instant. It wasn't instant. It wasn't instant at all. I've had to make a lot of investments in my business. I've had to make a lot of investments in myself. Like, it has not been instant, right? You don't see all the things that led up to somebody getting there. That's why I try to like, you know, 
share the success, but also talk about the stuff that went into it. Cause I think it's important. I don't think enough people do it. And so we have this belief that like, it's just instant. If, if it's not instant, something's wrong with me. And so I have to go find the new strategy. Don't. It's so funny. So I was talking to a client yesterday and we were talking about like the growth that she's seen and she's like up leveling and it's super uncomfortable and new things are popping up. And like, I was like, you know, every like next level is going to feel uncomfortable in some way. And it doesn't mean that something's wrong. But I was like, just for context, you're like seven months into your business. If your business was a baby, it would not even be born yet. And it's like, it's wild to think about it Mm -hmm. in that way. Right. But like, we're expecting something to happen so quickly. And it's like, you can see a tremendous amount of success quickly, but like, you also have to give yourself credit for like being where you're at and (laughs) recognizing that businesses do take time to build. They take years to build, right? I know. And and yeah, we want it so quick. We want it to happen like Uh yesterday. Which is so funny because we spend so much time like going through school, educating ourselves, going on to college, right? To get that degree. And then I'm even thinking like back to the baby comment, like I've, my, my youngest is one year, you know, he's one, he turned one um, last month. You know, he's not even walking yet, right? Like he's close, but he's not walking yet. I don't expect him to be like driving a car. <laughs> my business is five years old, which is the same age as my oldest child, right? Like again, started my business when my oldest was six months old. So like, as he's grown, it's basically like the same timeline as my business. Listen, he's great. He's talking, like we're having good conversation, but that kid, can't, he still needs help. He can't do things on his own. Like I gotta put him in his car seat. I gotta buckle him in, right? Like, I mean, you, there's no way that he can he can be completely self-sufficient. He's getting there. He's he's definitely, we're seeing, you know, signs of that. And I think that just like with children, you see signs of that in your business. But why are we expecting that of our businesses if we wouldn't expect that of our own flesh and blood? Yes, right? Right? it's such an interesting I mean it's kind of a mind fuck like it's such an interesting thing that we do to ourselves because because that's what's promoted so that's become like the expectation to a certain extent and it's like give yourself some grace and permission there right like give yourself permission to build because that's going to release the pressure and that's going to make the actions themselves feel that much easier to take doesn't mean you can't see results quickly, but like the pressure isn't serving you. So can you like dial that down so that it actually feels good? It actually, you're actually like living the life you want to live along the journey of building the business instead of waiting for like some arbitrary milestone to feel happy or fulfilled or successful or whatever, right? Yeah. I mean, can I just say this? You are all, those of you listening, you are already successful because you started a freaking business. You did something that very few people will ever do. Like there are people who will always dream about having their own business and who will never pursue that dream for whatever reason. Okay. And, And it is what it is, right? Like that's their decision. But I just feel like, can we also give ourselves credit for that? Like I, I, I come across women, both clients and people in my community who are like, well, I can't do this. Like, I've never done it before, so it's not possible. Well, so you've never started a business before, but you did that, right? Or we wouldn't be talking right now. So obviously you have already done something that's challenging that you've never done before. What makes you think you can't do that again? I believe that success is repeatable a thousand percent. I believe if you've done something hard once, you can do something hard again. You know, so one hundred percent agree. Yeah. totally agree. So on that note, Michelle, if people love what they heard from you today, where can they find you? The best place to connect with me is in my Facebook group, Market Like a Boss. I would love to have you guys in there. It's a group for women entrepreneurs. It's got over 5,500 people in there. So 
We have a lot of really good conversations, um, very similar to what we're talking about here. So that's a great place to continue the conversation. I also have a podcast called Market Like a Boss, which Amanda will be um, a guest on my podcast coming up. Yes. We'll we'll have to see when the timing is of when we air our our episodes, but would love to have you guys check that out too. If you've enjoyed the tough love, like say it like it is style that I am am known for, the podcast is definitely the place to, uh, to check that out too. I love that. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandajoyceweber.com slash one simple shift. If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, we'll reach out to everyone that leaves a review and you'll receive my absolutely free life and business changing future you meditation. This mindset exercise is the simplest, easiest way to tap into future you today and start being that woman now. I only wish I had a visualization exercise like this when I first started my business and now it's available to all of you. Simply screenshot your review and email it to me at amanda at amandajoyceweber.com to receive your free meditation. And remember, sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift. Mm -hmm.